Hello, everybody. Dr. Rick Wallace dropping in on you. Uh, I want to talk about uh, the latest thing on the geopolitical landscape uh, uh, on a global scale. Uh, I'm pretty sure if you've heard by now that uh, Donald Trump ordered an airstrike on a military air, uh, uh, near air, near airport uh, near Baghdad that killed the highest ranking military uh, official, a general in Iranian's army, in the Iranian army, um, and also one of his high ranking, highest ranking uh, advisors was also killed by the strike. And now there's a threat of escalation, uh, which is inevitable in a situation like this. And uh, you are already starting to see uh, the different spins uh, that are going to be put on it. I just want to visit uh, with you very briefly to talk about the importance of not falling for the the fear mongering, uh, the tactics to get you to make you afraid to push you into a state of responding you know, in a uniform manner in a way that benefits anyone other than yourselves. Uh, and it's, it can be easy because we've been conditioned to see these things a certain way. Um, and there has been some speculation that this was a calculated move by Trump uh, to stop the impeachment process or the impeachment trial now that he's been impeached in the House. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily the case because the, the, uh, the Senate is controlled by Republicans, many of who have already said that no matter what happens, they are not going to uh, vote to convict him and to remove him from office, uh, no matter what the evidence says, uh, as one so uh, profoundly and lucidly stated it. So the chance of him being removed is pretty much nil. So I don't know if this is what this it's definitely calculated, but I doubt very seriously if it's solely based on uh, that now, uh, because, see, while the president has the ability through executive decision to move unilaterally uh, outside the scope of Congress uh, to to make military strikes in order to declare a war, he would need Congress in order to declare that war. And the House is predominantly Democrat. So that's not an automatic, especially when he's instigating situations. So uh, declaring war isn't his uh, prerogative. It is something that has to be declared by way of Congress. So just having a military strike doesn't constitute war. Now, it could be considered an act of war. Uh, but right now, because the U.S. and Iran are not at war, uh, it could be viewed as a, an assassi assassination and a war crime, even though they're not at war, uh, because w a military official. In other words, uh, when uh, the commander, uh, you have the commander in chief, which is the uh, president, then you have the joint chiefs of staff, which is the highest ranking military official, uh, Killing that particular general of Iran would be the equivalent of killing the U.S.'s Joint Chief of Staff in a non-war situation. And so at that point, that person is sort of like a diplomat and a political official more than a military official. And the hit was ordered to take them out. 
and understanding the level of intelligence that is available at the time or something like that when a decision is made, they this wasn't an accident. They knew who was there and they knew who they were hitting. And I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that they knew what the consequences are. Now you have to ask yourself, you know, how does this play out? Well, there are, what you understand is, think about the last time that the U.S. hasn't been in a military conflict where soldiers were on the ground in a hostile situation. And when you don't have an economy that is backed by true value, i.e. gold, bonds, whatever, uh, when it is a debt-driven economy uh, that depends on people spending money and spending more than they have, uh, when there's no true value behind the dollar, when you are looking at a situation where other major players in the global economy and the global geopolitical uh, charades that are going on, when you have them now combining and working together to uh, bring you to your knees, you start to plan and move another way. A very good book to read to understand what's happening now would be The Grand Chess Book by Zygmunt Brzezinski. Uh, I'm not going to get off into who he is and all of that, but I've talked about it before. Uh, I don't know if I have any videos up on this particular uh, channel, but I definitely had them on the last one. Uh, I'll do some, I'll do what I can to get that up. But uh, the Grand Chess Board is probably Zygmunt Brzezinski's uh, most brilliant work uh, explaining how uh, the power game is played and how an, a country becomes a world power uh, and how the U.S. became the first sole singular world power and how that game was played uh, with so much of it being played in the intelligence world and, 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 and so forth. But on a geopolitical level, there's so much regionally in that area uh, in, in, in the Middle East that uh, dictates how America is perceived, the fluidity in the region that America has, America's influence on how well they can protect and insulate Israel, which sits in the middle of all of this with all the countries surrounding it, literally wanting to blow them off the map. And so there's so much at stake. Uh, is Donald Trump looking to escalate it, you know, and, and, we tend to look at him and see the thing is what a lot of people who are already starting to spin these stories for the sake of fear mongering, what they're doing is counting on the hatred of Donald Trump for people to automatically dismiss and label and categorize what he did. I am not saying one way or another where I'm standing, I'm looking, I'm still researching, I'm still gaining an understanding of what this means geopolitically, what this means on a global, global economic scale. Uh, how is this going to play out uh, in in those areas? Uh, regionally, it's huge. Uh, it's going to really put some strain on some relationships uh, that have uh, been strained already. Uh, it's definitely straining an already intensively strained relationship between the U.S. and Iran. Probably hasn't been this strained since the hostage situation back in 1979. Uh, which was extremely intense. And so what, what we're going to have to really do is take time to understand it. I'm, I promise you I'm going to do the best I can to gain more knowledge of what's going on so that we can be aware and educated and we can prepare. Uh, does this mean that 
uh, there's a threat to uh, domestic locations within the U.S. Uh, it's always a, a possibility because Iran has been known to use terrorist cells to carry out retaliation attacks, uh, where the U.S. will use military force to send a message. Iran is not beyond going in and using terrorist cells. And to think that there are no sleeper cells already present in the U.S. would be foolish and naive. Uh, so it's always a possibility that the retaliation could actually be here on American soil by a sleeper cell that doesn't have to find its way into the country because it's already here and maybe have been here for years or even decades. You have to understand this game is going to be played in a lot of different ways and it's going to play out over time. Um, this is just one move in the series of moves. Uh, and so what we need to do is gain an understanding of how things work. Uh, should we be preparing uh, for the worst? I believe we need to be always prepared for the worst. Uh, we shouldn't wait for them to give us a sign that something is about to happen to be prepared for it. That's an issue that we've got to do better at as well. We've got to do better at being prepared for whatever happens before it happens, not when the sign first appears, not after it happens, but when um, there's no uh, sign or indication that something is wrong, we should still be prepared for it. We, this is another reason why we need think tanks. I push that a lot and people, uh, I think, dismiss it. But if we don't have think tanks, the reason that there are always one, two, three moves ahead of us is because of their think tanks. They're uh, examining and analyzing all possibilities of what could happen, what ifs, what's going on, where it's happening now, what uh, contingencies and everything else. And they're coming up with solutions to their problems, which normally means issues for us uh, because we are not a part of their plan. If we, if we can't be exploited, we are not necessary. And so there's so many other elements in, involved here. So what we have to do is we have to create think tanks. We have to put minds together to come up with possibility scenarios, uh, responses, solutions. And it's so important that that is done. And right now we are behind in that as well. Uh, trust me when I say that a lot of stuff is going to transpire over the next week at a rapid pace. I don't think that it's going to be a long time before we see how Iran responds to this. Uh, I can almost guarantee you that there will probably be loss of American life. Uh, will they be able to get at our high-ranking officials as easy? No, because our high-ranking officials aren't as mobile and in in you know and accessible uh, with the range of their particular missiles. But what they can do is activate sleeper cells, not just in the U.S., but in other areas where Americans are prevalent and in number, and they can wreak havoc that way. Um, people who are living abroad, people who are working abroad, uh, need people who are traveling to uh, vacation destinations need to be extremely careful during this time because um, nothing's off limits at this particular point. It's, this is not... Uh, a moral gesture or a moral engagement. This is a tit for tat. Uh, retaliation is an inevitable type thing. They have vowed, uh, in their own words, strong revenge and uh, definite and inevitable retaliation. 
and they're going to do everything in their power to carry out what they said they're going to do. And uh, the leadership in this country has shown that it has no uh, desire whatsoever to back down. So compromise isn't, I don't even think, on the table at this particular point. Uh, as I gain more uh, information and find out more about what happens and then develop an understanding of the ramifications, I'll get back to you and share them with you. But this is just some things that I know based off of history, uh, based off of an understanding of politics, military strategy, political strategy uh, and things of that nature. Uh, there's so much left to be played out, but uh, what I can tell you, this wasn't a knee-jerk. Uh, while there are going to be some fear, fear mongers that, that's going to paint it as a knee-jerk uh, be, uh, behavior, decision, or whatever, uh, a response uh, by Donald Trump, uh, I don't see it being that. I think that this is extremely calculated. I don't know what the end game is, but it's definitely an end game. Um, and what you have to understand is it's going to be played as out of the blue. It's not out of the blue. Uh, this strike comes after military uh, and uh, American personnel were harmed. Uh, a, a American contractor was harmed. The American embassy came under contact. There was news and intelligence that said this general was on the ground planning more attacks and had okayed the original attack, was the person who gave the okay. I'm not sitting up saying yay or nay on any of it, but I'm telling you that it wasn't just dude sitting in the overall saying, man, who can I bomb today? And just, we're going to bomb this dude. Uh, no, it's a retaliation. Is it political, politically expedient to some of the things that he may be trying to do? Yes, you got to understand, dude just got awarded in the middle of his impeachment process, got awarded a $738 billion defense contract. So <laughs> he finna go to work. So uh just just think about some of the things that are out there uh we're going to think critically we're not going to respond emotionally uh we're going to be on top of it uh that's all i have for you now you guys have a great day oh don't forget support the work 